Okay, okay, okay. This is Kimberly and Miranda with Tipsy Mystics. Here we are. We're doing a video for you all. And Miranda. Yes, ma'am. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a tiny bottle of bubbles because. A tiny bottle of bubbles. bubbles. Yeah. A little champagne bottle? Yeah. Oh, how cute. There we go. How many of those are you going to drink? Um, well, I opened my second bottle. So. <laughs> so it's one glass, really, right? Well, each one is like one glass, yeah. Okay. All right. So you're on your you're on your second glass because we have no, to Well, I'm still I just poured the second bottle, some of the second bottle into my first glass. So I'm probably okay. So not it's really just one, one drink. It's really just one long drink. It's okay. a never-ending drink, just like this fucking ascension. Oh my god, never-ending. Never-ending. Okay, so cheers, well, everyone. How about you, my friend? I am drinking with my, my monkey mug. I am drinking uh, English breakfast tea with Bailey's Irish cream. And wow, a little upper, a little downer. A little upper well tea it's decaffeinated tea because i gave up on oh. um i gave up on caffeine here let me wow. have a drink just to make sure it's okay yeah mm. <sighs> stacy i see you there hello i hope you're drinking too and michael hello welcome um we and john thank you from ireland it's got to be really ridiculously late there thank you for being here so you know normally we do our audio but john sent us the best message ever about doing video now that spotify allows it so we're doing a video don't know if anyone's gonna hang out with us but oh stacy's drinking baileys too um but welcome 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 and we have one more person to acknowledge and then guess who's taking over this podcast that would be miranda i am letting i'm giving her like full like mc duties today so rhythm thank you for visiting and love and gratitude to you and let's all cheers together this is a very serious monkey mug and uh here's to goodbye 2000 yes what the Fuck off 2022. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Cheers talk to me. To that. All right. I'm way ahead of you on the drink. I'm going to lubricate. All right. So when Kimberly says she gave me the duties, she gave me her list. <laughs> I didn't even give you a chance to tell you. What do you want? You start with you. Start with you. No, uh, let, let's start with the list. Let's start with the list okay. and see what comes up. All right. Number one on the list. How ancient Egypt mm -hmm. is still expanding our consciousness. Now, first of all, you got to describe what you mean by ancient, because we all know time isn't real. So Time isn't real. So I'm working on my, my master's thesis, and it's on ancient Egypt. And the more I research ancient Egypt, the more of a mindfuck it truly is. So ancient Egypt literally, uh, let's go ahead and just say it right out for posterity's sake kind of like when atlantis got done with themselves and blew themselves up whoever was left over they uh they started egypt 
So basically there was no, yeah. you know, building up of, of knowledge. It just poof popped out of nowhere. So let's right. just start with so that. So they like, so, whoever like made it out with like a homemade yes. raft. Yes. Floated yes. their way. Yeah. Um, Through the uh, flood, from the flood. Yeah, from the flood. Mm-hmm. With maybe an animal uh, of each sex. Not the unicorns, of course. No, the unicorns were on there. Dude, the unicorns were on there. That's why they're still around. All right. I'm just saying. And Sasquatch, too. He was there. So basically, all that said and done, these people were insane in basically creating art that had so much um, knowledge imparted in it that you actually have to take it apart. Yeah, you have to take it apart like a puzzle. And so with that said, we're not going to dwell on it too much, but um, I really want to say that here's my prediction. Where are we? At the end of 2022, here's Mm -hmm. my prediction. Egyptologists suck, first of all. They're all about history, and they all wear those bow ties, and they just totally are like, nope, this is the way it is. This is history. Nothing's changing. There's nothing spiritual about this. They were they were primitive idiots with weird superstitions. I'm like, dude, you need to get the stick out of your ass, and you need to just chill and talk to some people who are actually doing the research. Okay, That's I'm- funny. I have to say, I only have known one Egyptologist in my life. And she was a very, very badass chick. Okay, well, I like her. She's yeah. she's she's definitely so, in the minority. But she no was probably not um, someone that they elevated. So there are probably some very badass, cool Egyptologists yes. out there. But the the establishment they don't get published. Not, yeah, has not been yeah. publishing them. Right. It's not been telling their stories. Correct. So. Yeah. So there's plenty of people who are finally getting published. Um, Stacy and I talk about this all the time. Graham Hancock does a lot of good stuff with that in that he uh, has has followed a lot, done a lot of the research and realized that these people were badass and they knew mathematics. They knew the Pythagorean. Let's say it, Pythagoreanism. Um, I can say that at the beginning of our podcast, but probably mm-hmm. not at the end. Uh, which basically explains life in the first nine numbers. It's pretty okay. badass. Okay, so all that said and done, um, I'm pretty 100% sure that was me working with my non-physical team who's very excited that I'm actually going back into this. When I was 17, I got the Eye of uh, Horus tattooed on my hip and didn't tell anybody Yes, Wayne. Thank you. Graham, Han- Graham Hancock is a badass. Um, didn't tell anybody, but I didn't actually know why. So now we're back to Egypt and Atlantis and all of the fantastic artifacts. Uh, a lot of them are still buried because there was kind of a little like. OK, so I'm trying to think of that. What was that gumball? No, 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 no. What was that candy with the um with the like the caramel inside? You had them at the movies, the malt inside with the chocolate on the outside. They're little balls, malt balls. Yeah. Anyway. So, like a Whopper? Like a Whopper, exactly. So if you imagine a Whopper where the inside is shaky, 
and the chocolate can move around, that's what the earth did, right? Oh, okay. And so part of where all these people were living, it kind of got <laughs> underneath the earth and it froze. And so all of these things are actually now underneath the ice caps. So we can bitch about global warming, but as far as artifacts are concerned. Well, say more, say more. So it moved, right? Like the crust. The whole of the earth, earth crust. Yeah. It and, just the, like, and the and the Atlantean or Egyptian crap underneath moved. Right. Well, they can't find Atlantis, right? So they call it an error right now because they can't actually find a land mass. Well, the land mass is actually frozen right now. Right. And so it's under like how many miles of ice. So when that starts to melt and I'm sorry, all the global warming climate change people, I'm really sorry for you, but I'd rather have the artifacts and we'll figure the rest out. Hey, Mama um, Earth going to do what Mama Earth, Mama Earth gonna is going to do. do what Mama Earth is going to do. So you, you can't fight it. Right. So that's what I have to say about Egypt. Um, now, somebody, Rhythm, you asked me a question, what's my favorite Egyptian deity and why? And it would definitely be Hathor. And I'll tell you why. Because Hathor, A, was a badass. And B, in the Golden Age, she started a mystery school that, that taught people how to bilocate. So basically, Hathor lived both a human life and she also lived a life on the Sirius, in the Sirius star system. And she learned how to go through her heart chakra and to go back and forth between the two consciously. Now, the good news is I learned how to do it. And so I created, coming soon, a meditation that will guide people on how to do that by going through your heart chakra. And yeah, so that's why Hathor is a badass is because she basically buried all that information for us to find. And um, if you see her in, in Egypt, you'll see her as a sky cow. So she'll have a cow's face or a cow's horns or a cow's ears. And mm -hmm. That was because she decided uh, to show people on earth, you don't have to just look like a human, right? You don't have to just look like a human. You can, you can, Isis created wings, right? And yeah, she, I, I would go with wings. You would just do wings? Looking like a cow. It's a sky cow. It's a sky cow. Does a it sky have wings? No, it doesn't have wings, just it's the just, horns okay. and the ears. Is it a disembodied head? No, she could make herself look like a she could make herself look like a regular cow. Okay. But she taught people how to bilocate. Now when Hathor died, she didn't just like and they found a place to bury her. She created a stargate and she took her friends with her. Oh fuck yeah. Now right? this it, now we're talking. Took, she took her friends with her. They all walked through the Stargate into onto the Sirius star system. Well, this is amazing. Right? So this is the shit we're going to uncover soon. And that's okay. what makes it so much fun. So can your meditation take us through a Stargate 
to like a kick-ass star party. Give me time, woman. Let's right? get people by locating first. All right, let's get them by locating right. first. So I want people to understand that your cells are shared by all the other yous. Uh-oh, here we have a friend. Uh-oh, she's going down. Um, your cells are shared with all the other yous. So basically I'm showing, I'm gonna show you how to go through your DNA and go into the shared electrons that another one of you is sharing and go back out and exist in that life. And you can go back and forth. All right. So stay tuned for that, friends. Okay. Um, all right, we're gonna pause now and divert mm -hmm. to a what the fuck off, right? Okay, do it, yes. So, so a what the fuck off, um, that, that you have given me is a <laughs> what the fuck off to regrets and past memories that are long forgotten yeah. until they're not. So okay. what's your story? You have to talk too, you know. Um, I will. Okay. So what I've realized lately this past, I'd say last month is that all of the things that I thought I was done with as far as closure, the past, because I'm, you know, when you're starting to live in that moment, you don't really have those flashbacks that you used to have, right? And so during the day, it's focusing on the moment, it's enjoying the blue sky, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so when I go to sleep, that's when the shit gets me, right? All of the memories that I haven't quite neutralized yet. So if you have something that you haven't quite felt all the feelings about yet, you have something that you haven't um, neutralized yet. You can look at it and you still feel something like ugh, pain or sadness or regret, anything like that. Uh, if you don't do it in your conscious moments, then the dream world is going to do it for you. Huh. So you've been having some crazy dreams lately? Oh, I woke up this morning crying over my horse that I had to sell and never wanted to. Right. And so what I got was I got to go back and look at him now and he's happy and he's doing great and, you know, boohoo. But then I woke up realizing, OK, it was really painful to have to get rid of this horse, but he's doing really well. Right. And so I think it, it kind of buffered a lot of that pain that because I would have felt if I had to do a, it in the yeah. dream state. Yeah, because I actually got to see him. Right. In, in the physical state, I, you know, it, it's not so easy to just go see him. Right. So it gave you actual closure. Yeah. Yeah. Because so you're like, lots, oh, I didn't really fuck up that guy's life. I thought I did. Right. So a lot of the things that you think are mistakes, et cetera, et cetera, are really just planned. Right. Planned for the I call them lessons. You call them practice training, whatever planned for the with an agreement of this is how I'm going to learn. So now what about you? I'm going to drink. Yeah, um, I'm going to say what the fuck off to self sacrifice. Oh. Sock monkey um, agrees 100%. I thought I had said that many, many, many times. But as you were saying, it just is another layer yeah of seeing it so a lot of my year has been feeling just pure unadulterated rage 
just so much anger, so much rage, so much being pissed off at other people, um, which are ultimately me, right? I agree. They're all you. I, I said, yes, I'll do this for you instead of um, doing what I want, right? Because mm-hmm. I want you to love me. I want you to accept me. I want you to think I'm a good person. I want you to be happy. I don't want to, you know, empath and feel your negative emotions, right? So, like, let's just all um, get along to get along, right? And... Um, you just stuff it down and then eventually it comes out and it comes out in just the the tiniest like tiniest moment and i'm in full blown anger crying anxiety of like i can't do that for you wow i don't think i've ever seen you angry i've known you for years i'm always angry i'm lying Oh, great. I'm, well, here. I'm just stuffing it down because at the end of the day, and, you know, I let it out kindly amongst myself and no one else because it's actually none of your business, right? Like the people that I'm angry at, I'm not actually angry at them. It's really none of their business, right? It's my anger. I allowed it. I accepted it. It's the anger is at me. And so I have to forgive myself. So these, but this is happening all over. Like you've seen people losing their absolute shit. Yeah. Out in the world, losing their absolute shit. Triggered, triggered. Yeah. I lost my absolute shit, but I did that alone. Um, You're welcome. So I encourage everyone (laughs) else to do it, but like the, um, yeah. So the self-sacrifice came out as a lot of anger and, um, I think I'm done. Okay, here's a question for you. I don't know if this has anything to do with it because I haven't seen. Um, I have no idea who that is. Star Wars. Padme um, Amidala. So it was she. Do I some, regret looking like her? I don't have any regrets. No, Kim so, might have some regrets. I have a million regrets. I have regrets enough for both of us. So. I don't know who that is, and I don't have any regrets about it. Okay. Well, if you if 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 he gives us more information as to what her qualities are, we'll we'll pull that up. Yeah. So what's I'm next? A tre- I'm a Trekkie. Okay. So let's. Oh yeah. If you're gonna do anything, I agree with that because Star Wars was all about Orion, right? Which, um, by the way. Egypt is 100% Orion. If you look at the the way the three major pyramids are set up, you'll see that they actually are a mirror of Orion's belt in the year 10,500 BC, which is like 8,000 years before they said the pyramids were actually built. So, hmm, Egyptologists Um, out of there. Okay. What you lived on? Okay. Oh, you had a few lifetimes on Orion. Tell me about this belt. Orion was in what was, was a the, shit show. What was the fashion like over there? It was tunics. It was tunics. Your favorite. Oh. So a lot. So they had like a belt for the tunic. <laughs> yes, they did. Did have it have? Belts, but they was tied. it like black with they studs? Were tied, they, they were belts that tied, not like okay. the kind with buckles, right? 
Okay, so this so wasn't they were like a, a yeah. stud moment. No. Okay. No, 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 no. But um, yeah, Orion itself was a shit show. I've had many, 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 many lives there, and uh, as many people may know or may not know, that's where the Star Wars saga was pulled from. Was basically the history of Orion. So. Uh, talk about oppression. It made Earth look like Disneyland all the time. Like there was so it was so much oppression that people actually often just gave up. So just if you're giving up on Earth, you're done on up. Orion. They gave up. And so what happened was Orion did finally reach the light. And they did that through the Black League, which is an ironic name, right? The Black League was the ones that worked underground to um, basically revolt. So there was basically this whole underground thing going on. And we're pretty, we're pretty badass here on earth. I mean, we're considered, I've said this many times before, but we're considered, um, you know, rebels in the fact that we've decided to come here and live under this, these, these polaric conditions. Polaric right. conditions. Polaric. Polaric. Yes. I don't know if that's a word, but live live in duality. Lived in duality. This extreme. Okay. This is a very extreme duality, yes. Yeah. So um, well, I want to ask before you go on, what okay. how dual how much is duality ex are, are you experiencing now? Now that you've gone through a lot of now, if just in case there's some people here who may not know this is Miranda's first life on earth. Yeah. First, got a first timer here. He's um, first life on earth. So I am, I would say I am at the stage of like, I see it, but I don't. Great. What, what a fun thing to use to create. Like, okay. I okay. don't. Good. I don't need it. I'm good. So you, I'm so solid. Like I'm. I'm satiated. Let's just say that I am satiated okay. with duality. Okay. So you kind of understand that it's people playing parts, right? The bad guys playing his bad guy part. The, well, the good people playing. What I understand is the good people part. That they are just one thing, right? There is no good and bad. It's one energy that mm -hmm. based on your, we'll say frequency, if that's mm -hmm. what you want to use, mm -hmm. you you experience it this way or that way based on your beliefs, your frequency, um, what you essentially what you want to experience. Right. But it's through it's your one, thoughts. It's one thing. They both exist there. So if you're experiencing lack, you're experiencing abundance at the same time. If you are experiencing good, bad is also there. Right. I am all things. You are all things. I it's am all, all things. things. I like that. That's a good T-shirt. And it's. And it's cool and it's fine. All things are valid and worthy of existing. So I can be Nelson Mandela worthy of that experience. And I can be Jeffrey Dahmer worthy of having that experience. Like there's no, they're not actually different things. They're just different experiences. So. Which reminds me, I remember um, Neil Donald Walsh and uh, I worked with him on a book and one of the one in, in one of his conversations with God, uh, he had this moment where he got really pissed off at God 
who said even Hitler went to heaven. Right. And, yeah. and he was like, how could Hitler go to heaven? How could, you know, someone who killed that many people go to heaven? And just like you said, it's an experience, right? The people that were involved in that wanted that experience. Awful and painful as it was, it, every single person learned from it, including Hitler. Speaking of, I just read oh. the other day that there is a 97-year-old woman in Germany who was just convicted of being the accomplice to murder of 10,000 people. She and, got away with it for all that time? And attempted murder for five, um, which I thought was silly. But um, but she was 90, 90, I think she was 96 when she was tried. Now she's 97. 97-year-old woman tried in juvenile court because she was 18 and 19 at the time. Oh, so is she going to get life in prison or what? it's some silly like bullshit she doesn't have to go to prison or anything I, I forget exactly what it is it's some like symbolic thing that like she was tried she was convicted but it's like her uh, entire life she you know got away with it and maybe she did wonderful beautiful things <laughs> every we all were um we all Hitler and wonderful, life, you know? <laughs> beautiful things in her life. We don't know what she did between 19 and, but she was just like a secretary. Um, yeah. But they were, they were like, um, oh, she didn't know. It's like, you didn't know the crematorium was going 24 seven. Yeah. How could you not know? I mean, I've 10,000 people yeah, and five well, attempted, five people got away. Um, but so that's, that's Orion in a nutshell. So like the people like her, as an example, we're not finished exploring that theme, right, yet yeah. on Orion. And when Orion uh, finally made it to the light, there were many, many, many souls who were like, yeah, I'm not done exploring that theme. So where's the next best place I can go to explore this theme? Well, here's Earth, right? And so a lot of us, including me, came to Earth. Now there's lots and lots of different phases of that. There's some people who just like to watch violent movies, right? Star Wars is a great example. Uh, Star Trek, if you're one of those people, you're, you, you understand that uh, the diversity actually pays off in the long run, right? And that should bring us to open contact. Oh yeah, let's, let's go there. Let's go there. So- I so if you're a Bashar person, if you're you know. a Bashar person, you know that Bashar uh, is uh, an actual entity who is living roughly 300 years in our future. He's channeled. He's channeled by Daryl Anka. You can see him on Bashar.org. So uh, he's not this non-physical thing like most, like Abraham Hicks is. Right? He's an actual being who lays down and connects to work with us as a contact specialist. So Bashar has been saying that 2023 is the very beginning of the opportunity for open contact, meaning that there's a percentage of uh, the Earth's population who can handle it. And he specified that people um, over 200,000 
uh, cycles per second, their consciousness, 200,000 cycles per second. You can't measure that right now with our tools. So you got to ask him. I did ask him. I know what I am. But those people are oh, the ones are who will you? start. Or when did, you, when did you ask him? I asked him when I had a private session with him. So, but like what year was that? 2015. So in, that was a while I was ago. I was 180 then. Okay, so, so I'm you're gonna probably pretty much say them. I'm up there at this point because I've gone through. Oh, hey, look at right. us! But so in, those people are are <laughs> the, the presence of a first contactor. Exactly. So we're the basically the ones who have dealt with most of our stuff enough to be able to be in physical contact with those uh, with with a higher frequency entity without freaking out. So. I've already been in, in physical contact with higher frequency energies. I've run like a baby, a, a baby that just learned how to run, like scared shitless away from some of them because the frequency was so different, so different from mine that I couldn't take it. Uh, that was years and years ago. I remember so, one time you told me that they came in while you were folding laundry. <laughs> oh my gosh, when was that? There's been so many, but yes. So, yeah, I mean, I've seen the tall grays that are, excuse me, the tall whites that are like eight and a half feet tall. Grumpy mofos too. Grumpy mofos. So um, there's, there's, a, there's a wide range of extraterrestrials that we deal with. And his idea of open contact is those who are ready to start having private personal contact before the rest of the population is because there has to be uh there has to be sort of a we we have to prove to them that we can handle it right and i think it's pretty badass i i know that there are plenty who are much higher than me and i know there are plenty 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 who have regular uh interactions with them um, now I live in I live in Hollywood, and so you never can tell. Like I've seen people walk down the street. I'm like, that is not a human, that not a human. A lot of people disappearing and showing up in front of me, still on the sidewalk. Well, I will say I've been preparing because I have I get these bath bombs right, and they have a surprise inside. Um, and I I had always told I mean I tell any entity oh a ghost, an ET, do not surprise me. <laughs> do not surprise me. You make an appointment that is polite <laughs> etiquette. I don't want no one showing up in my fucking hallway at 2 a.m. when I go to Tinkle, okay? This is not going to happen. This is not the way it's going to be. You make an appointment, you show up, we'll be cool, right? Like, I don't care if it's a human. I don't care what it is. You just come out of nowhere like I'm going to be freaked out, yeah. okay? Yeah. If I fold my laundry, you just show up? No. I don't care yeah. what being you are, which form you come in. Not cool. Um, anyway, so I've always said, like, you don't get to surprise me. So I got these bath bombs, right? And um, it's called a galaxy bomb. And it's like, it's a surprise inside. And guess what <laughs> the surprise was the first time I got it? It was a tiny um, alien, a little rubber alien. Um, Without since, an appointment, but it was okay, yeah. right? You and were they're okay. all having 
They're all, and since I've just, I like this bath bomb, it smells really good. It's like amber. So I keep getting them. And so now I have on my bathroom windowsill <laughs> about eight tiny aliens doing some sort of fun activity, rollerblading on a pogo stick. One of them has a boomerang. Um, yeah. See, so, here, so I have a window here. of open contact you have in a my bathroom. Of open contact. Plus, I want to add something that Bashar talks about. Okay. So Bashar talks about one of the ways that you can get used to this is good for you. Yeah. Get used to them coming to you is to make a printout of an alien head, a life size one, and put it in your window. Yeah. So that you get used to seeing them. So you're close. Yeah. I mean, they're so smaller. Right, you're close. They're little. They're multicolored. I had a friend yeah. over, and she used my like my bathroom. She was like, what's "That's badass." The, what's with the aliens? There are future like, oh. man. There are future. Yeah, no, and they're just having fun, pogo sticking, rollerblading. I had no idea that this is what they were coming down for, but they are coming down to have a good time. They are. They're not well, coming I mean, down to like teach us wisdom no. they're like i'm going to earth earth is a good time i'm gonna get me a pogo stick i'm gonna like eat a, a slice of cake you know they're yeah. gonna do it up i agree with you 100 percent. and the more people that can think that way the better we are right now hollywood's doing it's the hollywood's doing way better as far as showing good aliens and you know positive interactions and that sort of thing we've talked about that a million times but you're absolutely right the more humor we have about it the more fun we have about it the easier it's going to be and the and the easier it will be for our frequency to rise to that point where I we're going to be i think it's level. also really key and important to not need them like they're yeah. not coming down here to give us technology to teach us things to whatever they're coming down here to to be our butts, to hang out. To we're gonna teach them just as much as they're gonna teach us, probably more. Well, so, because we have emotions that they don't have. We right? experience things in completely different ways. Yeah. And, and have come have some fear with us, friends. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Have well, some fear. It's about um feeling it so what my team tells me all the time they remind me is that like this duality like feeling you know the good stuff right like joy feels so much deeper and broader and more colorful mm -hmm. joy feels different when you've also experienced fear and anxiety oh, yeah. and all the dense energies it feels so much better but you can't reach this, ex, you know, more ecstatic state un unless you felt the contrast, right? It feels yeah. different. So they're going to come down, right? We're all empathic and they get access to that. Like we did the hard work and they're just coming in like a fucking joy ride. Like, oh, let me access this, which is Let fine. me whatever, piggyback whatever. the humans yeah, and find yeah, yeah. out, you know, they did the work for us, but I get it. And right. one of those things we were talking about with, um, with the regrets and all of the memories and stuff coming back. Oh, I might have just lost what I was going to say. First time all year, I think, that I lost what I was going to say. No, but one of those things was um, my, my team's telling me all of those awful things you went through, all of those really painful things you went through, now is the time to say, 
F yeah, I learned from it. And now I can bounce back on that other side to that extent. Yeah. Enjoy. Yes, it's the it's the pulling back, right, of the rubber band. The rubber How band. Far back can I pull it? And then it like shoots you so far out. If you only go this far back, you're not going to get shot into, right? So it's this, you can feel deeper. You can feel the, the better stuff, right? Yeah. No one, and what my team says is no one's ever done it to this extent. No one's ever done it in one lifetime, right? Like in one human or whatever being lifetime, gone so far this way and so yeah. far the other at the same time. So we have absolutely no fucking clue what y'all are going to create with the energy that you're yeah. creating, with the joy that you're going to feel, with the excitement that you're going to feel. We have no idea because no one's ever had this experience before it's of being so deep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how deep have you gotten? Like how 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 low have you gotten since this is your first life? Like how, I don't even know how to measure how low is Yeah, low. I, well, that's a great but, question. Like, I don't know how to answer it, but... Have you um, ever gotten suicidal? Absolutely. Okay. But I think um, what I can say, and I didn't know at the time, was that um, I am incredibly empathic. Like, I had no idea, right? I'm the kind of empath that was like, someone told me they were empathic and this happens, this happens. Like, damn, that sounds horrible. I just didn't know that they weren't my feelings. Okay, so, so you I thought they were all yours. I thought they were mine and they were, you know, my parents um, and other people in my life, right? Like that shared their, and boyfriends, whatever, that shared their feelings with me. So I felt those things. Mm -hmm. I felt very deep, deep, like depression and fear and all those things, but I didn't necessarily have the experiences didn't have to have the actual physical experiences of that would create that because I had people to share that with me. Like I couldn't hold that experience in physical reality, but I could feel the feelings because somebody shared that with me, right? Okay. Like my mother or my father or other people that were close to me. So I felt it, but I can't assign it to, oh, I felt this experience. I had this experience that maybe you could experience so you felt it from this i just felt it because i'm so in a body and i'm human and i can yeah uh, because you and i are so different in that you can actually get to um you can you can actually see how do i say it let's come back to that theo sent us something i want to put this up the extraterrestrials are some elitist right now. Right. Let's put this one up and we're going to talk about this. He says, I view the extraterrestrials as bullies to some extent because they chose to watch millions die preventable deaths instead of intervening. This is a gigantic subject, right? It, it is, but we already talked about this. And it's like all of those experiences, right, of those preventable deaths, they chose, they chose to have those experiences. Right. Those people that wanted to die had made an agreement to die. They wanted to be the people that died. Maybe A, to add numbers to this statement right here, like all of these people. Preventable doesn't necessarily mean a positive experience for a soul. No, they, 
you have to be unconditional. They they love us so much that they allow us. Yes. As the I mean, you these people, everyone is like the source of all creation. Everyone is all of the power that's ever existed. Yes. And if they if you choose as all the power that's ever existed to have the experience of this kind of death, which is a valid, worthy, valuable experience to have, because mm -hmm. we want to have all the experiences that could ever have. We want to feel all the feelings. We want to have all the thoughts. So like, who, who the fuck are they to come down and stop us from having And that? to intervene, right? Yeah. The whole, the the whole word of intervening. They're <laughs> not here to intervene. They're here to a lot of them, a lot of them, I'm using them, yeah. are here to um, observe. What are these humans going to do with the circumstances that they're given? Right. Right? Are they going to uh, make decisions that benefit all? Are they gonna make selfish decisions? Are they going to um, think of something no one else has thought about? Are they gonna run away? Right? So all of those things basically are serving what we would call source, all that is, et cetera, et cetera, right? As the Pleiadian said it so well, they said, you know, uh, all that is said, go out and live and bring all experiences back to me, right? And yeah. so basically every single thing that you can think, you have every single opportunity to think and feel and do it. And then you're basically reporting it back to all through all who is, who is constantly, consistently present in every single one of us, conscious in every single one of us all at the same time. And it unconditionally allows us mm -hmm. to be everything. So like criticism, judgment is creating limitations and conditions yeah. about how, how, how source can experience it, itself. Itself, itself, yes, yes. So well, I was listening to Paul Selig, who is another wonderful uh, channel. And he said, as you, as you expand as a human and you realize your divinity, you're actually turning into, you're not turning into God. What you're doing is you're turning into God as you. Yes. Right. So God is actually wearing the costume of you and you're yes. letting God come through, whether you call it source or universe, whatever, come through and act through you with your costume on and your your proclivities. Yeah. Right? You your beliefs, mm -hmm. your circumstances, your talents, um, your all of those. You are. I like to see it as a filter. You are the filter for source. Right. Yeah. Um. So I'm seeing things as me, but I have to know who I am, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I, Sorry. but I, right? But the, how I, does that happen? <laughs> well, I tell you right now who you are. You are nothing. You are not. Oh, you are nothing. Watch, and you are yeah, allowed. The video is going to go out now that she said that. Watch. Go ahead. Tell me. Yeah. Tell me who you're <laughs> I've been blinking the whole time. Mm -hmm. So, but you, but you are nothing. But you are. You are the filter of this now moment, nothing else. This now moment, and you are allowed to be completely different in every now moment. The Miranda of 12 days ago is not the Miranda of t today. I was just having this, I'll call it a conversation. <laughs> this this um, 
um, soliloquy from my team the other day. Like, you don't have to be the Miranda you were a month ago, right? I had a conversation mm-hmm. with my boss a month ago, and now I feel completely different. And he was like, okay, so now this thing that you said was going to happen, like, how do you feel about it? And I was like, I feel completely different than I did a month ago. And they're like, you're allowed to feel that. You're allowed to feel completely different, right? Because yeah. you are this now moment. You are the filter of who you are in this now moment, not the filter of Miranda, right? right? Not the filter of Miranda over her entire life. Your purpose is not different. It's not the same every single day, every single year over your entire lifetime, right? Like you have, you are source in this now moment, nothing else, right? So like you don't have to, um, you don't have to have this like purpose for a lifetime. You don't have to make choices and then be, uh, burdened by the choice that you made a year ago. You don't have to be burdened by the choice that you well, made what about karma? a week ago. What about karma? That's just Talk to I, me about karma because you make that choice and then what happens? You have, you know, co- there's consequences, right? Uh, that's a storyline that we use to create. And that's a valid and worthy experience to have. The experience of karma, the experience of learning and growing, right? Mm-hmm. Of evolution. It's, it's fun, but you can, I can, I, I know that I can hold the knowing that I'm in this storyline and in this now moment, I'm creating from that storyline. I'm having an experience of the storyline while also holding the knowing that, you know, it, it can be different a couple days from now. Now, when you get stuck in this attachment to the story, I am the story. I am the person in the story, right? I am this character then mm-hmm. you're limiting yourself, right? You can, I promise you, you can enjoy it just as much, probably more by holding both understandings of who you are. Okay, so I wanna find out who you're gonna bi-locate to, like which other Miranda mm-hmm. you're gonna go to and see what that's like. That's, we're gonna, we're gonna have, hopefully you're gonna be doing that with us. Okay, so let's do um, one more thing on our list. Okay. Do you know what you want, or do you want me? Nope, to pick? I have no clue because I gave them to you, and I have no no clue what's going on in. All point. right, let's talk about science and spirituality, getting us to peace. Science and spirituality. So you know, well, it's tiny bit back to Egypt where we're dealing with the people, the science people who actually need physical empirical empirical evidence to say something exists. Right. And and up until now, on my timeline, at least you had these people who were at this point where it was either either you believed in science or you believed in spirituality. You didn't have both. It was an either or. It was an either or. Yes. And so now we're at that point, I think, where they're actually kind of getting together. Right. I, I just signed up again for Gaia a because they have the best yoga classes ever. But they also have all these TV shows that I don't watch, but I'm seeing how they're actually finding, like the scientists actually are willing to listen. And so I think that one of the reasons that this is important is because that's one of the things that extraterrestrials were waiting for us to get to. That, okay, science isn't everything, but it is valid, right? We we have our five senses and we were used to making reality based on what our five senses recognized, right? 
That was what science was. If your five senses didn't see it, it didn't exist. Yes, I mean, proof, prove it. Prove it, prove it. And now uh, there's there's other people who are starting to say, okay, well, here, take your freaking instruments and let me show you what happens when I put my hand over this thing and you um, measure it. I'll give you a quick example about Egypt, which is badass. They went into the king's chamber and if you've ever heard of cymatics, cymatics is when you make a tone uh, over a like a sort of a drum or you've placed sand on it. So you're basically vibrating the drum with sound, with different frequencies. And when they did that, they covered this sarcophagus. Because with, of the sand? Because of, because of the frequency. The frequency vibrates the sand and the sand. Right. I was just curious because the drum always makes sound. Yes, but it's so not really it? a drum. So here's a, here's a sarcophagus. It's basically just a big trough with no lid on it. And they spread plastic over it very tightly. And they put sand on it. Okay. And they ding it. They ding it, ding it, ding it. Like a, you know, like a singing bowl, right? Mm -hmm. And based on the different frequencies, the sand formed itself into specific designs. And what were the designs? They were hieroglyphics, Ooh. right? So that's that's like right there. Science, spirituality, symbolism, all of those things together. And so the scientists are like, okay, well, here's my five senses. They're hearing it, they're seeing it, they're experiencing, they're touching it, and I fucking can't explain it. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to say about yeah. that. Well, so the the combining of science and spirituality is just symbolic of our integration of the divine masculine, divine feminine, yin yang, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. Like the science is the masculine and spirituality is the feminine, right? I can't mm -hmm. see it. I know it. Mm -hmm. and, and science is like, but if I know it, if I believe it enough, mm -hmm. I can... I, the proof will come, right? But the proof doesn't come before the knowing. They they yes. happen simultaneously. Yes. The, the the I know it doesn't come before the proof. They happen simultaneously. Yes. Right. Now we for a while needed one before the other. So things that's why things happen really slowly, linear time. Really slowly. Because we like we needed that um we needed that idea that like, oh, I need to earn it. I need to work for it. I need this. There's cause. There's effect. They're not true. Everything happens simultaneously. So things are going to start to happen a lot faster, you know, as we move into this Aquarian age next year. Mm -hmm. it's, it's Aquarius is that aha moment, the genius, right? So all these things that were like, like the nuclear fusion that just happened um, a couple days ago, last week, I forget exactly when, but I read about people saying like, oh, but it's gonna take so decades before we actually know what to do with it. And it's like, no, 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 it's, there's going to be an aha moment. And mm -hmm. it's because before it took us decades to get to this point where we can actually like shoot 900 lasers into each other or whatever to do it but like right. there's going to be that aha moment that's going to 
be like, oh shit, but we can do this really fast. We can do it this way. We can do it simply. We can do it cheaply, right? So like this is where we're moving into where time is totally fucking different. I love time or lack thereof. I love it. I could do without it forever. Uh, Calendars. What are calendars for you now? Speaking of that, what does a calendar look like? I still love a calendar. You still love a calendar? I just love to put the things that are happening and like look forward to them. (laughs) Really? I um, am. I have to have to like have to put things on a calendar or I will miss it. Not miss it, like not show up, but I need to have it out of my head. But as far as hours are concerned, no, they're gone. Minutes gone. Seconds. What? What the hell is a second? Yeah. Right. Well, we're okay. One more thing. Yeah. Speaking of hours, we're coming up. I know we're coming up on our hours. So and I got to plug my computer. (laughs) Okay. So we are uh, I'm going to put this up from Michael. He says, they say a tiny bit will power your house for 100 years and we will have it in five years. That's nuclear fission. I don't know who they are, but like, fuck they. yeah. Mike's really good with they. He likes the they, but um, he sure. actually reads news and that sort of thing. This is positive stuff. So good because free, free energy is um, a thing that it, we're long overdue. And that is also a part of open contact is when we start recognizing that we actually can take care of ourselves. We don't need an extraterrestrial responsibility. Yeah. We don't need them to come down and show us this technology. We've done it on our own. Yeah. So F yeah. All we right. Well, to all the wisdom, we have access to all the wisdom. So I think that that is good for this episode. And it was fun to do it live. We normally just do it in studio and, you know. In, in studio? In, in, my, studio, in my living room. <laughs> in the living room. And now we're doing it in uh, on a... Oh, Miranda, likey the F word. Yeah. Yeah. So, fuck, yeah. Fuck yes. Fuck yeah, we are explicit. We're never going to stop being yeah. explicit. Sorry, that's who we are. Um, John, thank you for showing up all the way from Ireland. I, you know, my Irish, my Irish cream was really good. Theo yeah. is Batman. Who is? Um, I, I just want to say um, <laughs> before I die, um, let's. Uh, have a fan fucking tastic. That's for you, John. 2023. Yes. 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 Let's have a great 2023 and we will see you all next year. And until next time. Cheers. Cheers.